Although AP thinks we've stopped playing it. Right. I say go ahead and uh, we're gonna roll, roll that intro. intro. Uh, and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Thing on LDP. LDP is the leadership development process employed by a group to develop new leaders. Groups that are organizations that are uh, lizards organizations, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. are effective. They have an effective leadership development process because they're always making more leaders because organizations of leaders are the most effective. Organizations with leaders are effective but not as effective, and organizations mm-hmm. without leaders are ineffective. So right. F3 as an organization, that's the kind of group we are because we're not in close proximity in total, but although we, we are missional, we have one mission. Mm-hmm. Because we are that, we have a specific leadership development process, and you are listening to a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all leadership development processes, and they're all different, uh, they're all different, but all effective ones share four uh, characteristics uh, or phases. The first one is schooling, and that's the that's the formal uh, leadership training that's provided in a, in a didactic way. In other words, you're learning about it, classroom, right. Mm-hmm. Right, in some way. That could run the gamut of the United States Military Academy, which is pretty good schooling. It could be read leadership for dummies, which ain't bad, sure. actually. <laughs> in okay. fact, buy, yeah. if, you, if you do lead leadership for dummies and you've been to the United States Military Academy, you're going to go, oh, same, same. <laughs> you will, right. or La Meme yeah. Shows, as the French would say. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, right. You're going to see it, right? Okay, schooling is phase one. Second uh, phase is apprenticeship. Right? Doa's giving me the slow down slow thing. Down, slow down. This is what happens to me in trial. I get anxious about time. I know. Don't worry about it. All right. So uh, if, we, if we go 48 minutes, no one dies. Okay. I'm going to slow down. Yeah. Uh, apprenticeship, which yes. is the second phase. And apprenticeship is the phase within an LDP where uh, positive habit transfer takes place. Yes. And that's the ingraining of the advantageous tendencies. So whereas you learn about leadership in schooling. Mm-hmm. You, and, in, and in F3, what does schooling look like? Schooling in F3 looks like the Q-source, mm-hmm. uh, the Q-source groups that come together, right. uh, grow school, sure. Q-school. Mm-hmm. So there's any time where someone is, is standing up and, and didactically, and that just teaching. means teaching, yeah. right? Teaching, as opposed to autodidactically, which is self-teaching. Self-autodidactic, right? So it is the provision of formal leadership training in some way. Mm-hmm. In some manner, yeah. So in F3, so after schooling, that's right. Yeah. You have apprenticeship, which is the ingraining of advantageous tendencies through positive habit transfer. Positive habit transfer is a couple of cue points down the path. It's in the right. second quadrant, the, uh, the the live right. It's what a man should be doing. But mm-hmm. uh, within a leadership development process, it's very important that this apprenticeship takes place because you can't learn how to take what you've learned in school from a book. Can't right. take that and put it into practice unless a master takes you through it and allows you to apply it and shows you right. how to do it. First is an explanation, you could say, in schooling, mm-hmm. then a demonstration. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That that is yep. schooling. Explanation, demonstration yep. is is apprenticeship. Yeah, I saw the nation tweet this week something about uh you can't learn to ride a bike at a seminar. 
right? True enough. Someone's got to, Someone's got to show it. You have right? to get out there. So, yeah. you know, the, I think the example we use later on in the Q sources of a, of a cord wainer, which is a, a shoemaker, yes. right? Mm -hmm. you, can, you could learn how to make shoes by watching a YouTube video. Right. But if you're going to actually make it's them. It's going to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you got somebody showing That's it. the old yeah. apprenticeship. Shift. Okay. So schooling, yeah. apprenticeship. Third phase is opportunity. All right. So uh, in Army lingo, I would say explanation, demonstration, and an opportunity to do practical work in the subject. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's everything you ever learn how to do in the Army has those three phases of it. And this opportunity means that you get a chance to put it into practice. It's a position within a group that provides the holder with leadership experience as part of a leadership development process. It's specific. You do it by design. Mm -hmm. F3, we are constantly handing over site cues. Yep. Uh, our trip here to Chimbote with the roof dogs coming up. We have n two new cues that are leading them. Mm. I'm I'm a private on this one. Yeah. Just going along, just, just facing the crowd. Other guys are going to lead. My group is is GOP out of uh, Metro is going to lead my uh, the group mm -hmm. that I'm going on. And next year we'll have totally different guys doing it uh, on a micro basis. That's why every workout is led by a different cue, mm -hmm. so that we have that leadership opportunity. Yeah. That opportunity. Because that's how you that's how you learn. Second bell. Second bell. Now, finally, uh, every uh, effective leadership development process has failure as a final phase. Now, uh, I gave you the explanation, demonstration, uh, and ch opportunity to do practical work in the subject um, viewpoint from the military. They don't say failure, right? But they court it, and they don't punish it. Right. That's that's the key. You allow it. So hearkening, yeah, heart, you court it, not not simply allow. Help me allow understand it. it. Help me understand. What do you mean? Right. When you put somebody in a in a position for which they're not fully trained, mm -hmm. you you are accepting the fact that it's not going to be perfect. Right. And uh, and if anybody's read Free to Lead, this chapter is the museum of of failure. Right. Yeah. Where I learned how to 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 lead PT. You know what became the basis <laughs> of our of our of yes. our workouts. Right. And I, you know, I, I was given the the commands. I spent all night studying them, put in memory. I stood in front of a mirror and did it in my mm -hmm. my bedroom. And I was like, oh, in my quarters, I got this down. The next no morning, problem. I walked up and immediately froze. And yeah, pooped the bed. Yeah, and then <laughs> spent the next forty five minutes just screwing that up. It yeah. was it was horrible. I sweat, just drenched with sweat. Uh, guys snickering, you know, not too loud because they know they're going to have the same problem. Right. At the end of which, captain in charge of my uh, training said, congratulations, if there was a museum of failure here in Fort Benning, that, right. that would have had it. its own wing. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. he said, yeah. uh, come back and do it again tomorrow. Right. At which time was marginally better. So, you know, I and I think I, in a book I said I did it a hundred times, and I was like, at some point, that, that was competence. Right. And then at a thousand times, it was, yeah. I can do it by second nature. Uh, and uh, then I started introducing things into it, like humor, or be able right. to replace the cadence with words, like you know, uh, right? You know that that make. And it I've better. heard you do it. Yeah, and I've yeah. heard me do it. Right. And now I can do it in different languages. I mean, which is pretty. Cool. I used to be able to do it in French, but I forgot how to do that. But I I can pretty much do it in Spanish now. I'm gonna try to do that next week. Nice. So that's that is how you do it, right? So schooling, apprenticeship, opportunity, failure, effective. Groups, lizards, organizations, mm -hmm. court failure, they, they, they not just allow for it. They yeah. know it's no, going to happen, sense. and they don't punish failure. They, go ahead. They use it as part of the process. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they build it into the design it's of improvement. It's built into the design, right? Yeah. So in F3, if you come out and you fail at something. And boy, I've seen some of you fail. Right? And uh, then we go back and do it again. Right. No problem. No problem. That's how you get better. 
and organizations, and it's mainly bullfrogs, who have zero tolerance for failure, actually ignore failure when it's right in their face because they, they, they have rules that they can't really apply. Right. Right. So they don't. That's why nobody gets fired. That's why nobody places. gets fired until there's some abject so bad. occasion of such d- distinct and unacceptable moral turpitude that multiple heads have to roll. Right. That's what you get from a bullfrog. Which is funny because if you had allowed and even sought after minor micro failure sure. all along, right. you wouldn't have those right. mega monster failures. So this expression, you know, and it became part of a book it's, you know, of too big to fail. Mm-hmm. To me, that wholly encompasses what happens when you have a leadership failure, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you should never be too small or too big to fail. Failure shouldn't be an excuse to to fire somebody. But in in that system, in that in that system, the cause of that these micro failures that would have been an opportunity to teach to learn from, they weren't used for that, right? Until the point where you had complete and utter disintegration. Just yeah, and then you have to do something about that. Well, because it's, yeah, you're left with no other choices. Ne- at that left point. with no other yeah. choice. All right, so that's the basis of the LDP. Now, I want to describe or talk to why the you know the photograph that we use for every cue point. Yes, and this particular photograph comes from a movie. Yes, it does. Uh, which is the movie Hoosiers. I say it's the, yeah. Which some people say it's old. It's thirty years. Thirty years old. Bite your tongue. It's yeah. at least that old. But yeah, good heavens. So How I don't. Know. I, I encounter people who have not seen that movie. Okay, but it's it it's about mostly a, guys who aren't thirty yet. I wouldn't think, but it's a it's an iconic sports movie. It's one of the best. It's one of the best, and it's it's about uh, a high school basketball team in Indiana, I guess, in the fifties or sixties, mm-hmm. in a very small town that wins the state championship against all odds. I think it's right. loosely based on a, on a true story. Uh, the uh, coach of this basketball team, Norman Dale, played by Gene Hackman, mm-hmm. uh, comes in from the outside and is viewed with uh, suspicion. Uh, by the local guys, by the local towns guys. Mm-hmm. They don't know who he is. They don't know why he's there. They don't really understand it. And they, they don't like his methods. Right. There's a star of the team, Jimmy Chitwood, who won't play for some reason. I think his brother died. I can't remember exactly what mm. the reason is. And without this guy, they can't possibly win. Right. Whatever. It's not no. possible. Yeah. First thing you got to do, Coach, he gets a lot of advice, none of which he takes. Right. But you could take that and say, and, and I don't think I'm ruining it for anybody to say that they do, in fact, win the, the, the right. state championship, yeah. which in Indiana is a huge, huge That's thing. That's a big deal. Uh, and he does, in fact, get Jimmy to play, and he does it by not tricking him or just he just coaches well and jimmy right. sees it and says i want to be a part right, of that part just of, talks yeah. to him but that's not really the point of the movie i want to talk about in fact i don't even think that's the point of the movie i don't think it's a sports movie at all i think it's a leadership movie of course you do and that's why i snatched <laughs> screen grabbed that one particular scene yeah. of it and in that scene is depicted shooter right uh that's that's the that's mm-hmm. the guy in the movie he mm-hmm. has a son who's on the team Shooter is a uh, is a stone cold alcoholic, deep in the grips of alcohol uh, alcoholism. Lives out, you know, in, in an unheated cabin somewhere in this town in Indiana. A hot mess. Is is separated from his family. Yeah. Is estranged from his family. He appears at high school basketball games and uh, embarrasses everybody because he's drunk and he's yelling yeah. stuff. Uh, if you watch the movie, you'll see that uh, Normandale Gene Hackman. Right when he gets to town, he sees Shooter. They go into the diner where everybody's eating and mm-hmm. shooters begging money from people and 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 Gene Hackman notices him yeah. and talks to him. It's, it's weird. You have to watch the movie a couple of times to, to see that. And and he, and Gene Hackman sees him uh, on several occasions at games, realizes that Shooter actually knows a lot about basketball, has a deep knowledge. He starts talking to him. He also knows that he's a you know yeah. deep in the wackadoodle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's wacky. Yeah. He's, he's, he's wacky. Uh, 
so there's two things going on right now. One of them is the fact that without Jimmy Chitwood, they can't really win. Right. Uh, Norman Dale uh, is uh, instituting um, practices uh, that are not unconventional. Uh, unconventional. He's raised the ire of the, mm-hmm. the, the governance of the town. There's a move afoot to have him uh, fired. Mm-hmm. He's done some things that don't help his cause, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so th- th- that's that's happening on one track. On a parallel track, Normandale is trying to redeem Shooter. Yeah. And he goes to his house, and he's you know he says, I, I, I want you to be the assistant coach of the team, which is crazy. Right? Yeah. No way. Right. It's, it's, bad it's, idea. It's crazy. But yeah. you're going to have to do some things. The first thing he tells him has to do is you cannot drink. And uh, Shooter's reaction is violent. Like most men would be, oh, who are you going to tell me? Yeah. And, and Hackman says, you're an embarrassment to your son. You you know, you're disgracing yeah. him. And uh, Shooter knows that. He just can't. He's got to hear it from the outside. Right. And he's got to have a reason to stop drinking. So that he gives him that reason. Um, and uh, it doesn't work first. Right. I mean, Shooter has several. No, of course. Right, it doesn't work. And Failure. Failures. Uh, but he generally is accelerating and trying to do so. You know, first time he shows up at a game sober. Now, um, who's is number one, why is this guy here? Why is he sitting on the bench? Right. Why is that happening? And of course, Shooter is incredibly uncomfortable because he's dead yeah, sober. Super. His son doesn't get it. In fact, his son goes to Gene Hackman and says, and I remember this line, it kind of makes me cry. He's like, Coach, I get what you're trying to do. You know, he doesn't say it. He goes, I appreciate what you're trying to do. I just don't get it. See, his son has been let down yeah, so too many, many times. times. Yeah. He just doesn't want it. He doesn't want to have the hope, right, right? That something might come out of this. That and something might, might get come better. Out. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want. It. He doesn't want to get his hopes up. Right. It's safer to just remain status quo. Yeah. The idea that there might be a, an advantage that that shooter might be redeemed is more than this kid mm-hmm. wants to contemplate. Yeah. Hackman just says, "No, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it." Yeah. And 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 continues to do this, so much so that at, at a point during a game. Hackman gets himself thrown out of the game mm-hmm. and turns the team over to Shooter, which is a huge opportunity. And Shooter immediately fails. Yeah. You know, it's it's a close game. They want to win. All the, the, the pressure was too much, the you know, whatever. And yeah. his son says to Dad, what do you think? What are we going to do? And he just implodes, just sits there, just basically pulls his suit jacket over his head, can't do it. Um, failure. Failure. Uh, but Hackman, uh, Norman Dale keeps working with him and mm-hmm. gives him another chance to do it. That's the scene that's depicted. That's the screen grab. Mm-hmm. And this is a scene that most guys remember, the picket fence scene, right? Uh, he gets himself thrown out again and uh, turns, it over, to turns it over to Shooter. And Shooter, uh, they have an out-of-bounds play, and Shooter now is stronger right? and says, we're going to run the picket fence, which is an actual mm-hmm. play that you would run. And uh, they run it, and they win the game. That's over. You know, that's dramatized, but it's, you know, the drama right. of that is good, of course. right? Yeah. Uh, now, Shooter um, doesn't make it to the end. He has one more drinking incident, mm. and is actually hospitalized when the mm-hmm. they, they play the, the championship game. Mm-hmm. But um, what Norman Dale has done has worked. The son is reconciled with Shooter. Shooter. Uh, is going to sober up. You get that feeling that mm-hmm. it's going to yeah. work. He, that he may have had a slip, done. but it's going to be okay. He's redeeming it now. Yeah. 
the parallel path, this thing where they're going to try to fire, um, they're going to fire Normandale and they mm-hmm. have a hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, right before the hearing, Barbara Hershey is a love interest and it discovers that the reason why Normandale is in this town is because he himself is a shooter. Mm. He, right. uh, he, he, he choked or struck one of his players when he was a, a college coach and was forever barred from coaching in college. He had been very successful. And, and because of that, went in the Navy mm-hmm. and then did his time in the Navy. And now, was, now he's back. Now he's back. Here. And she confronts him with that, and he admits it. So she has this decision to make, right? Right. About whether she's going to support her or not. She's a teacher at the school, and um, she, has, she has to make that decision. He goes before the town, and they present um, all this, you know, this, the, the bill of— uh, okay, here's, here's all the things. Yeah, here's all yeah. the things, the indictment. Yeah. And Normandale gets up and says, I apologize for nothing. <laughs> I mean, I love that, right? He's, I, you know, we're making progress. We are learning how to play the game together. Mm-hmm. These are good kids. Um, you know, and Barbara Hershey does not, I can't remember if she defends him, she, at least she doesn't attack him. Um, but Jimmy Chutwood has now He's been persuaded guy. to play. And he yeah. says, I'm going to play, but only if he keeps coaching. He can see it. Right. So that vision that Normandale had was effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, because of that, you know, this is a turning yeah, point movie, yeah. right? And uh, so those, those two parallel things are happening. Now, to bring that home and why this to me is an example of the LDP in action is yes. that um, Normandale wasn't just a coach or just a leader. He was a builder of leaders, a developer. Yeah. developer he had leaders. a leadership development process, process in his mind. And it's ours. The schooling he didn't need to do. Yeah, well, he had, he had done it. Yeah, Shooter yeah. already knew. Yeah. Because I mean, Shooter's telling him, drunkenly telling right. him, you know, uh, the, yeah, yeah, he yeah. obviously knows a lot about basketball. The apprenticeship he needed. Yeah. He needed it. And well, he, uh, he, and Hackman gave it to him. Had to be some positive habit right. transfer. Ha- had to be that. And if and later on when we go through apprenticeship, which is, is downstream quite mm-hmm. a bit, um, in the apprenticeship phase, there's strict rules and you're teaching someone how to obey the rules of the shop. And, you know, there's disciplines that come in and he does that. He apprentices him, and then he gives him opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then when he fails, he gives him more. Right. I mean, it's classic. He does not it's punish a, him. He does not punish him. He uses it. Yeah. It's a classic leadership development process. And you could, when the son says to him, why are you doing it? There really isn't any answer other than that's what leaders do. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is what we do. Yeah. Right? Now... I myself have had my Normandale moment in my life. I, just like that that character, have been overcome by anger. Yeah, and have my my paid the price personally and professionally. My family paid the price because they're dependent upon me, and I learned from that. And now that I've been redeemed from that, and I have my opportunity to see shooters, and I think of these guys as being having fallen out of the boat, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we use those boat right, analogies. Right, right. And they're in the water, and I've got a boat hook. Yeah, got to get the Get these shooters get these guys out of the water, in right? Because it was done for me. What was done for me, I do for others. And that's the heart of the leadership development process, right? You, it's, it's the love. That's the accelerant of it. That's why you do it. That would have been the, que- the answer to the question. I don't... I don't see it, coach. 
It's love, brother. Yeah. You're not going to be able to see it yet because you're harmed because of what's happened to you. Right. You, because yeah. your father's embarrassed. It's underneath a bunch you. of crap. It's underneath but... a bunch of crap. But there's a there's a human being in there. Yeah. And he's a redeemable human being because we all are because it was I was redeemed. So 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 can he be redeemed? And by God, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to apologize for nothing. And I I think it's a great leadership movie for that yeah. for that reason, and that's why uh, we chose it for that. So, hate to say we went so long, Frank. Do what you have to do with that. Uh, I will say this uh, as we go forward, and we try to train other leaders. You know, when you look through the years mm -hmm. and you see what you could have been, mm -hmm. what you might have been, if you had more time, mm. right? If you had more time. If only we had more time. Make the most of the time you got right now. Frank? Yes, sir. I love you, but you got a face for radio. Yeah, it's a good thing this is a podcast. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at 43feetpodcast or send a carrier pigeon to 43 feet, 1415 South Church Street, Suite B, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28203. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. <laughs>